Welcome to the Countdown Podcast, and unfortunately, our review of <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. Is it rising? Rise. Rise. Rise, okay. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Nothing unfortunate about it. What a what an interesting <laughs> night at the movies it was. <laughs> Evil Dead Rise is a 2023 American supernatural horror film. Of course, the fifth film in the Evil Dead franchise. This one is written and directed by Lee Cronin, whose second, I think, feature film. Based, of course, on characters created by Sam Raimi. It's produced by Rob Tabbitt, who's produced all these Evil Dead films. And stars Lily Sullivan, sure. Alyssa Sutherland, Morgan Davies, Gabrielle Eccles, and Neil Fisher. So basically a bunch of people you're probably not going to recognise. Because mm. they're all Australian or Kiwi actors. Is that yeah, so? this was shot in New Zealand. There's really? a blow your mind moment for you. The running time of 97 minutes. The budget, 19 million, Wayne. And it's projected to take somewhere between 15 and 25 in its opening weekend. So 10.3 million was taken on day one, including the previews of 2.5 million on Thursday night. So this thing is going to make money. Oh, well. How much money it makes, that's the next question we will eventually answer. Wayne, what is Evil Dead Rise about? Okay, so there's this reunion between these two estranged sisters. One works in a rock band kind of like Guitar tech, right? Guitar tech, that's right. She's guitar tech. Uh, and the other one is a hot redhead. And so <laughs> <laughs> one half star great that's edition right. <laughs> form so they, uh, they, you know, the, the the guitar tech girl comes to the to the to the to the hot redhead woman who has two kids house three three kids three kids Wayne is notoriously <laughs> shit at counting kids. I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but there may have been a woman he dated not that long ago who had one extra kid than he thought about four months in. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of goddamn kids. Uh, okay, so yes, anyway, uh, so they're all hanging out and stuff and doing sister things, and then the thing gets short, it un- gets cut short, unfortunately, because of the rise of a flesh possessing demon. Uh, and that thrusts them into the usual horror primal battle for survival with nightmares and all kinds of gory shit happening. Oh, yes. Most indeedy. First of all, with well, not first of all, I should say. Next of all, with a big thanks to Universal and Warner Brothers for tickets to advanced screening. So we got to see this one early. Yeah, thanks, Universal. So Wayne was very pleased not to have to pay for this one, at least in terms of coinage. I would have just, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> The critical response of Rotten Tomatoes is 84% of 149 critics' reviews are positive with an average score of 7.1 out of 10. And on Metacritic, always harsher, this has a weighted score of 68 out of 100 based on 34 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. Cinema score, there you go, Wayne, B on the A plus to F scale oh, audiences really? polled as it's low, they left. Isn't it? Well, it's lower than you might expect from the critic scores, that is for sure. All right, then, we all know, Wayne, how much you hate horror films. And we all know that you were made to go and see this by listener vote, two to one, basically. You say listener vote, I say you. <laughs> <laughs> this was on my most anticipated films of the year list. It was my, I think from memory, my number third most anticipated film. Let's hear what you had to say first. I'm going to brace myself for <laughs> the spewage. Wayne sat next to me this whole whole <laughs> film. Barely made a noise. Chuckled a couple of times appreciatively at the Evil Dead 2. Because unlike you, I try and enjoy, enjoy movies. <laughs> couple of times at the Evil Dead 2, uh, nod backs, callbacks, references. Yes. But otherwise, then you were out of there at the end of this. I've never seen someone move so fast at the end of a cinema screen. Oh, I was like, I've been here long enough. <laughs> <laughs> so with all that in mind, what did you think of Evil Dead Rise? Let me just say this though, right? <laughs> Bracing so first ourselves. Of all, no, so I've learned quite a few things from this movie <laughs> and this experience. Uh, first of all, when Paul put Evil Dead Rise on the fucking schedule, I, like an idiot, thought it would be like the other Evil Deads, i.e. a horror comedy. 
Well, I know, the, it's my fault. I the first check. one wasn't a horror comedy. I had some moments. Oh, the so I the, the most the recent, so 2013. Yeah, two, two, two is definitely a horror comedy. Three is straight, straight, straight comedy, comedy fancy right? almost now. Exactly. So I thought, oh, it'll be like that. More fool me, ladies and gentlemen. I had no idea. Next time Paul tries to slip their shit past me, I'm saying, hang on. I'm checking out a trailer. I'm checking out <laughs> Intel. Then I'll green light a fucking schedule. So, because that's how he always gets me. No. He's like, it's on the schedule. I'm like, fuck you. So, anyway. <laughs> Second thing is, I learned that you would think the way I carry on that the reason I don't like horror films is because I'm scared or because of the objectionableness of the violence, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. The truth is, I'm actually bored, Paul. Okay. I'm actually, because it's not for me, I sit there going, God, I gotta sit through this now. So that's actually something that I learned about myself. Right. So, going toward the movie, here are the good things. The oh, nods, we found some good things, that's good. Yeah, the nods to Evil Dead, right, that you mentioned. And Evil Dead 2. And Evil Dead 2 are subtle and not harped upon. They're not actually in your face and they doesn't hang on to it. There's a couple of moments, uh, we'll save them for spoilers and I'll try and remember them as we go, but there's a couple that are very much in your face if you're very familiar with the film. Are you like talking about I, the opening tracking shot? Well, yeah, that's a that's a real I liked trope that one. of yeah. Evil Dead, but we'll get coming to that spoilers again. Okay, okay, yep. okay. So yeah, so those things were good. And again, I think you're doing this movie a disservice by making me review it, but... Um... <laughs> it's all right, I'll, I'll balance it out, don't worry. <laughs> I, I would say that in terms of a horror film, if you're a horror film aficionado like Paul, mm-hmm. you would definitely like this film, mm-hmm. okay? Because what it does do is that it is harrowing, it is very harsh, okay? Yes. It's gory as all fuck, yep. and there are thousands of gallons of blood. Yeah, so I read somewhere like 1,700 gallons of blood was used in the making of this It film. doesn't surprise me at all because it's everywhere and everyone is coast, just caked in it. Yep. So it's like, okay, so they're not scrimping on that thing. Again, Not for uh, the squeamish, I would agree. Not, want, not even close. And in fact, I would also say that uh, the... Uh, should I put this without spoiling? No one's spoiling. Basically, because the uh, can we say who gets possessed? Did I just look? It's in all the trailers on the poster. So look, if you're really worried about any minus plus, skip forward fifteen seconds. Going, the mum gets possessed. Yeah, and the mum has the three kids, or however many there are. And um, the (laughs) (laughs) inconceivable. (laughs) And because the demon is in the mum's body, the mother then psychologically and physically assaults. Her own kids, yeah, and it's quite harsh to yeah. see. Yeah, and it's it like, holy, you're not really used to that, or at least I'm not. So that's the idea here. I believe one of the tropes or one of the things about horror is how fucking like horrible the demon or the whatever it is is to their people, right? So all of those things are there in spades. So you're probably, if you're a horror person, going to have a great time with that. But you didn't because you're not obviously a horror person. not. Yes. Obviously not. Yep. So. And I guess, like, the... Did you care? Let me, let me ask you some questions then. Sure, 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 sure. Did you care about the characters at all? Did you give a shit whether anyone lived or died? Well, I didn't want the kids to get hurt. Okay. How's that? All right. I so it did, did something at that level? And then? I remember thinking to myself, well, they're not going to do that, are they? Yeah. Well, that was it, though. It's, it, um, I was thinking that, oh, well, certain people are going to be safe and certain people were not. So um, that itself is... It's a very self-contained film. What I really hate about horror films is the opening thing where someone dies, Right. And like, that happens in almost well, every it's horror a, film. Well, it's the thing, right? Yeah, so, and, I'm, and I hate the fact that I know that and it's shit, right? So I'm like, eh, okay, here's where someone happens. I don't know. So the front bit is completely almost disconnected to the rest of it, and then they sort of throw back to it. So it's one of those things where if you love the the, the function, the operation, the everything about that, you're gonna it just everything pays off for you here, right? Mm-hmm. So for that reason, being as objective as I can be, it's well, definitely a good horror film. It's just not for you. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Can't argue with anything like that. This is not your kind of film in the same way that if 
I know you don't like musicals either. I think there's this mis- misnomer or this misunderstanding in our, with our, among our listeners yeah. that you like musicals. You don't. You don't like musicals any more than me probably. It's just I'm more vocal about my hatred for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I probably hate them less than you, but yeah, not really my thing either. So, yeah, I can appreciate something like, for example, La La Land's a really well-made film. Mm. Yeah, and, I like that one a lot. And I gave it a, you know, it's probably a high score for me for a musical, but it's never going to get a high score for me because I don't like musicals. Yeah. I can't ever get behind the fact that people can just suddenly break out the song, sing and dance in sync. It just... Mm does not compute in the same way that people will watch a horror film and go this is stupid people act stupidly they do stupid things there's all this gore for no fucking apparent reason doesn't tick boxes for them well do you know what actually is it's on on that point the the thing that makes me give this a like, okay it's good for a horror film is that none of the characters with the possible exception of the boy are idiots mm. like they don't do stupid things that's true that I, they, they seemingly based on their situation go through the motions of, well, what the main characters do. anyway. But yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Because when, when, when someone does something outlandishly stupid, then I know that someone wrote that so that they could get to someplace in the script. And then that's poor yeah, writing. Yeah, 100% agree. And wait for our review of Mandalorian Season 3 for <laughs> a couple of moments in that fucking season of that TV show where I'm like, they what? But okay. Uh, anyway, back well, to Evil Dead Rise. You- My reaction is, as a huge fan of the franchise, as mentioned, I think this is a very good entry into the franchise. I've only watched 2013 once. I don't know whether I was in the wrong mood for that Evil Dead sort of reboot slash remake of oh, is there, is there, oh, okay. the 2013 one, which is a straightforward horror as well. You got me. People are comparing that one to this one. Here's the bottom line for me. I got to watch 2013 again to really give you the answer to this, but I had a fucking good time in this movie. This ticked all my boxes. I have a few minor complaints which stop it from being an absolute classic of the genre, but as far as a sequel, which is now 30 years, I should say, after the last big entry into the franchise, if you want to call Army of Darkness such a thing, and then the 2013 is kind of its own thing separating. I'm hoping that we might get a sequel with this, with with anyone who survives this film as well as the survivor of the previous film. That would be great because Bruce yeah. Campbell has officially retired Ash as a acting as him. So I'm too old now. I'm not doing it anymore. I'll do voice work. I'll voice him in games, whatever else. But I'm not playing him anymore. I'm done with that part of my life. Does Sam Raimi have anything to do with this? He, he uh, uh, executive produces. Exec produces. Okay. Yeah. And Rob Tappert, who produced all of the Evil Dead films, produced this one again. So it's got their DNA all over it. Lee Cronin has only done one horror film I'm aware of called Hole in the World, which I found really underwhelming as a horror film. Mm. But it has a very strong family element. And that's probably the, the biggest difference of this film versus any other of the, the previous entries into the franchise is this is about a family. And it changes the stakes and it changes it in a really significant way because you're right. We are used to, even in horror films, if a family unit's introduced, it's normally in a PG-13 film. Yes. And if anyone's going to die, it's only the asshole family member or, you know, someone who learns their lesson really Which profoundly. is the best part of a horror film, when people who deserve to die, die. This film presents them as, I wouldn't say they get a lot of development time. The film moves pretty fast. It's 97 minutes, but you take out the credits, it's more like a 90-minute film. It doesn't hang around. It doesn't lose. Its pacing's excellent. It's never boring, at least for a horror film mm-hmm, fan. Mm-hmm, I get it mm-hmm. again for someone who might not have been in that state. It's probably not that scary. What it is is it's it's more a dread. It's more, a, oh, God, these things are going to happen now. And then it gets really into the gore and the body horror. So it gets past like being – there's one moment I'd say where there's a little bit of a, a chill factor, but it's not as scary as that first film back in the day which really, you know, 
when the when the deadites are coming out and they're taking over people and they're all sort of chanting their thing and doing the sing song voice. That was like, oh, that's creepy as fuck back in 1981. Now here, I don't know. It's not. I, I didn't find it scary at all. Really? Yeah. Um, Which I would. It would be a knock on the film if not for the fact it's gory as fuck, and it is really uncomfortable. Yeah, that's what it is. And. For the life of me, I cannot imagine why anyone would pay to have that experience. <laughs> so for me, it's like, oh, okay, I, I can't, I can't differentiate between scary, unpleasant, right, and unsettling. I think this is more. To me, it's all just shit. <laughs> Again, fair enough. But for for a horror hmm. film fan, you're looking to either be scared, be grossed out and repulsed, or made uncomfortable, like oh, squirming in your seat. And there are moments in this film, absolutely, I squirmed and groaned and cringed and pulled away. And that takes a lot for a horror film to do that to me. So full ticks. Lee Cronin just went, all right, I've got a family here. Fuck it. I'm putting him through the ringer because people may not expect that. And I guess I was dubious. That was my one qualm that this is largely about a family. There's a few incidental hanger on fodder characters. You recognize them for what they are the moment they step onto screen. Yeah. That's all fine. But yeah, you care, you're, you're meant to care about this family. Now, big props to Alyssa Sutherland who plays the mum. I think... Apart from the fact she somehow looks like Olivia Wilde. What? Really? You can't see that across her eyes? She's got exactly the same eyes as Olivia Wilde. I was just like, she's, look at that beautiful red hair. She's, well, I wasn't <laughs> looking at the hair. Very attractive yeah. person. And the not just physical transformation, which, but her movements, the, the physicality she brings to this role are get along with absolutely that. incredible. She shines, steals, steals the show really in terms of what she's doing. So like you talked about, she's tormenting her family once yeah, she becomes that's the harsh bit. The deadite uh, or a demon that has taken her over, and you totally buy into the fact this is not a human being anymore. So big, big ticks. I think they didn't do enough to establish her sister. So that's one of my knocks on the film. Yeah, there's so an Beth, aspect of that character which I thought I wonder why they did that. Need a bit more. Into, needed yeah. a bit more. A little bit more. And I, I'm caught here. We we're all, we we're always saying fucking too long this film, but this film could have used an extra three or four minutes character building for her. Woo. In her, whoa. <laughs> In her life, I thought the kids were all pretty good in their roles. They were all believable, I you know, asshole teenage daughter and, you know, off, oh. oblivious off in his own world son. And yep. then the little girl was quite precocious. And I was one of those kids. Yeah. Although I would never fucking do what he did. Once <laughs> yeah, you fucking well, start we'll reading. Get, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah, I thought that was all cool. And I was totally on board. I've had I've heard people complain that, oh, you put it in a in an apartment building, but you confine all the action to one floor. I, I felt their isolation. No, I think that was a good move. To, that they couldn't get out of this floor. Yes. And therefore, I guess there are other people in the building, but it doesn't go for, which I kind of was half expecting, we might get 40, 50 deaths as, as the deadites just run amok through the whole building. No, we didn't get that. And some people are disappointed by it. But for me, I was totally fine with it. This is, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like a party, people. You cannot have too much space at a party. You've got to restrict it and confine <laughs> it so that people are all in one spot and you get all no, that well, you energy. Feel that they're, they're trapped. And yeah. that's what you want to feel. So in the original films, they're trapped in, a wo- in an isolated cabin in the woods. In a different way, they're trapped here. There's no easy way off this high level of this apartment building. And they're just as fucked. Yeah. And you talked about, like, the carnage. I would call it creative carnage because I'll list here. It says there's eye trauma, hand trauma, vomit, bugs, broken glass, broken bones, decapitation, dismemberment, <laughs> stab wounds, shotgun blasts, sharp objects, and of course your mother snatch. So it's like <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on. Yeah, it's just and then and then you get the blood on top of all of that. So yeah. it's it definitely runs. If nineteen million dollars, 
That's I'm actually more impressed with that than It's anything. a good looking film for $19 yes. million. This was originally going to stream straight to Hulu, a bit like Prey last year for the Predator franchise. So I'm glad they made the decision, having maybe learned from that experience that you know you spend about that amount of money, you can still make a good looking film and you'll bring people to the cinema. Yeah. It will make more money and it's going to make money. As I said, it's just a question of how much. So good decision. I'm really glad to have seen this on the big screen. I would I'm happily, not seeing the sequel. Okay. <laughs> I will happily go back and see this good, one again. Good, i you about it. <laughs> And indeed, any other sequel, because I am a massive franchise fan. So, yeah, absolutely. If you're an Evil Dead franchise fan, if you're a horror movie fan, go and see these films. If you're not, either of those two things, it's not for you, and that's okay. So, there we are. That's our non-spoiler section for the review. Let's get into spoilers on the side of Jack. You can't handle the truth. Uh, and the truth is, Wayne was very brave to go and uh, Hell yeah. sit there and watch this one. So, he, full credit to him. Well done, sir, <laughs> for sitting through this one. Now, look, there's probably a whole bunch of things, apart from just you don't like the film, but are there any critiques of the actual thing that was presented? Right. So here's what I would say. The sister character, sorry, the, the guitar tech sister Beth, character. Yeah. I think it was. She is, very early on, you, you figure out that she's pregnant. Okay? So yep. she's fallen pregnant. And that obviously plays into later on the fact that she is forced into the role of taking care of these kids who are her nephews and nieces. So I believe that works. I think that's why they did that. But it didn't really make a big difference to me. Like, I would have been quite happy for her to just be good. At, I think yeah, there's one I, line. I where, think the one other, yeah, the, where the, the demon does refer to it. Ooh, two yeah. souls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also, like, the young, young girl says, you know, are you going to be a mom? Yeah. And then she's like, uh, 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 and then she goes, yes, I am. And we're both getting out of here. You know, it gives her, like, a, yeah. uh, you know. But also, it's a reason to come back. So her falling pregnant is why she came back to the family in the first oh, okay. place. Okay. Yeah, that's not So bad. there is enough there to warrant that that part of the script for mine but I, I hear what you're fair saying enough, yeah, it probably comes into what I was saying that a little bit more development for her character might have made you throw in with her earlier by the end I'd thrown in with her and I was all up for her surviving and wanted her to survive yes me too but it took me a long time longer than it should have to get there if that makes any sense yeah you're right and I was surprised that they went ahead because like the th- I thought the three kids would be fine and they'd all be like well that's the thing right that's not the case at all <laughs> well yeah we, we off two of the kids and that's why I was this film goes from a certain school would have given it to being a high school because it had the balls to kill off some of the kids. And the kid, I say kids, one's old enough to drive, so he's 18 or whatever he is. Maybe he's 19. And the daughter must be 17 or the like as well. It's not like they're... Little... You think the boy was older? Yeah, he's the one that drove, right? Oh, I thought he was younger than the girl. He looks younger, but I'm pretty oh, sure. okay. And they went out, when they went out to get pizza, they got Henrietta's Pizza, which is a one of the many references, callbacks, homages. What's that? What's that? So the demon in the second film, yep. played by... Sam Raimi's brother, uh, Ivan Raimi, no, Ted Raimi, sorry, is um, Henrietta. That's her name. So she's the one that's in the cellar. Dear oh, God, okay. I locked my wife in the cellar. Oh, So there's okay. a nice little, there's heaps and heaps of these moments throughout the course of this film. That was one that I, I picked up. The one that I liked was the shotgun and the chainsaw just falling to the floor and there's a shot of that. And yep. it's like, oh, it's actually shotgun and chainsaw. Well, we had... Dead by Dawn, by the end of the film, when all the characters are standing up together and chanting it together, which I really liked because that's a uh, huge okay. callback. Dead by Dawn. Dead See, by I didn't dawn. know that, dead but by I, dawn, dead by dawn. I assumed it was something, but I didn't know. So, so that's from the second one, which is uh, what the byline was called back in the Evil Dead 2 colon Dead by Dawn. Uh, okay, all right. Heaps any, and heaps of other moments. Any others? Can you just can, can you oh, tell me? Off the top of my head. Well, there's a lot of homages to different horror films spread throughout here as well. We've got the blood in the elevator. Yeah, from The, from the, the Shining. Shining. Yep. We've got the hand in the bathtub going the other way from Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. We've got the Exorcist throwback where the mum's on the bed in repose having died seemingly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's it. Yep, yep. Kind okay. of not, she's not tied down to the bed. Then later on, they when the daughter dies, they... they 
put her on the and then she comes up with the big sheet all over her, which is kind of like a Halloween throwback. Right. So there's just okay. heaps and heaps of these moments throughout. You talked about the cold opening, not enjoying that. I love the way this one opens because we get that the most signature shot in the whole Evil Dead franchise is that demon rushing through the woods with a Oh, is that it then? Yeah. Turns out to be a fucking drone that's yeah, flying over through. the water. Yeah. 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 Because that's what it was always the point of view of the demon. That's how Sam Raimi showed it in the previous films. Uh, so you're meant to think, oh my God, we're straight into this demon, demon, demon. Oh no, it's a. It's oh, a I didn't get that. Yep. I just went, oh, that shot. Yeah. And, then, and we go one day earlier and we're back in time and we see how the girl who gets possessed for that opening three kills or three deaths, if you will gets possessed at the very end of this movie and it's the story beforehand. So that was clever because even though we did the one day earlier, there's not clear who's going to live and who's going to die, which yes. I really hate. It's okay in a TV show where they do that because you know the main character is not going to get killed off in Bones or Castle or whatever yeah, the fuck it is. One, yep. But when they do it in a film, it shits me to tears. Like, oh, okay, well, now I know that person's alive because we saw her at the end of the film. But yeah. So we didn't get that here. Oh, yeah, good point, good point. Question. So the idea here is that they actually defeat the demon, and according to the whatever the record that he played and this and that, the, the, whoever the priest was who initially tried to contain the demon, hacked and hacked and hacked and hacked the person that was possessed, and it still didn't yeah. really work. Which is a through line of the whole series. The only way to defeat these demons is bodily dismemberment. Right. So here, then the they they get her caught in the wood chipper or it, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then it completely, obviously, like you know, it just obliterates it, and. Yep. Then, yeah, but a it's demon's still, still floating around, yeah. But so in the in the in the molecules of the blood and the whatever on the floor, because oh. then this girl walks through and then it kills and grabs her. So well, let's not forget there was all the other dead that were still from the other fodder who were from killed. the hall, from the hall up in the hallway. So it wasn't like they all came down together. It was the mom and the other uh, the kids. Like they they oh, did they all form together? I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely Maybe the mom right. and the two kids were there. Yeah, so that was the thing. So I was sitting there going, oh well, so you unless you like, I didn't I see you all the heads them. in there. I don't know. Anyway, it was definitely three heads. So that yeah. is a good question. Like, yeah. if if she did destroy it in the way that the film franchise has said it's destroyed, how come there was still a demon running around to possess? Yeah, because it came from the it came from the the bubbles of the blood and stuff. So it was oh. actually whatever was down there was the thing that possessed the last girl. Yeah, okay, so. that's a good, it's a good question. There you go. Just saying. Fair enough. Bruce Campbell has an uncredited cameo. He's one of the voices on the record, which is playing. Ah. And he, he basically says, "It's called the Book of the Dead for the reason, for a reason." Mm. When the stupid priest reads the incantation to bring the dead back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the demons back and yeah. allow them into our world, which is the same incantation which we've seen through all the iterations before. And it's canon in that this is the third book. The first book is in the cabin, which Ash encounters in Evil Dead 1 slash 2. The second book is from 2013, Evil Dead. And the third book here now has been found in the in Oh, the, so are there the three different books? Yeah, there's three books of the dead. I was going to say well, to you three that Necronomicons. I've, I've seen your DVD cover, mm. which is the Necronomicon, which it looks like heads and skulls inside yeah, the actual face book. Screaming the here. face screaming yeah. thing. Of, and meant, I was like, hey, this isn't that flesh. book. Yeah, so, so it's a different one. Right, so I didn't know there were supposed to be three books. Yep. I did not know this. All right. That's and that book's still, it's still up in the apartment, right? They didn't destroy the book. The book's but, still sitting there up in their family's apartment. So each by time the end of the you film. read from the book, a different demon anyone, comes forth? Yeah, if anyone reads from that book, it, it summons them forth. So there's easy ways to continue the series if they want to. Mm. Mm. So yeah, they they kill off the door, the older daughter, they kill off the older son. There's some great body horror in here. We get her eating glass. Yeah, that was gross. And it poking out of her throat. Yeah, really gross. And that was one was like, Jesus, they really are going to kill off the some of the main characters here. Awesome. Yeah, and they, the way that they like because the 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 whatever I thought was the oldest, but the girl Bridget, so, no, yeah, Bridget, whatever, yeah, 
she like yeah they they actually off them in really horrible ways like and they they go through the ringer it's like this is kids this is fucked up you know yeah kids teenagers lots and lots of well, horror the movies well the little girl i said no, the little girl if they go with the little girl was, that's fucked up you know what the little girl i was thinking how did they shoot this and not traumatize this little girl yes I, I honestly, I think the same thing. I'm like, is there like a, is there a person on set? Because like this is. I assume the parents. I think the parents have to be. or guardian has to be around. Yeah, for that a kid. happens. But is, will the will the studio cover like fucking therapy later? I yeah. don't know. I'm just like, fuck. This is a lot of shit to handle. I'm assuming she didn't see the monsters come crawling at them and all that kind of stuff, except in the shots. They just where shot she, the reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah, but like maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it's pretty fucked up. Thought like, the effects work was brilliant for 19 million dollars. You yeah, know, it's a little agree. bit over the top, the end where we get the... Well, it's something we've never seen before, though. The Deadite forming together out of all the bodies to, to create this big, huge monster. Yeah, well, we flipped to a page in the book. That's a cool sort of moment that it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah I, I dug this movie. It was so much fun. Oh, the, the absolute moment. Yeah, like you said, eye trauma where it's threatening to stab in the eye. But the one that really got me was the cheese grater. Cheese grater along the leg. Holy shit. Really? I didn't, that didn't bother oh. me so much. It was the eye stuff that bugged me. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. It's just like, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> The cheese grater bugged you, really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, and the, and the eating glass, but definitely the cheese grater. So uh-huh. yeah, big ticks. In terms, like I said, the, the icky fa- factor, the gore factor, the uncomfortable kind of body, like, oh, it's doing that to that. Oh, yeah, that's the cringe factor here. It does it so, so well. This is a great horror film, and it's an outstanding fifth entry into this series. This franchise continues to deliver time and again, along with John Wick. Along with Scream, I stand by my sentiments in an earlier countdown that those are three of the best franchises of all time because they haven't delivered a bad film. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'll give a score. Go on, um, Wayne. Let's wrap it up here. Uh, being as objective as I can be, and by that. Oh, should I clear, clear, clarify? The sister lives, the daughter lives, the young daughter, Cassie, she lives. So the two of them get out of there alive and we don't yep. see what happens to them afterwards. So they, like the main girl from Evil Dead 2013, are alive. Ash is alive, though. Bruce Campbell's not coming back, so we might see. Is Ash alive? Yeah, he didn't die at the end of the third one. He got back to Esmart, remember? And Bridget Fonda kissed him. And then we had, well, then we had the in canon TV series as well, where I, actually oh, I do, yeah, I think he might have got banished. I haven't watched the third season, but I read somewhere. How did you not watch the third season? Was oh, it because shit? I was saving it. I didn't want it to end. But so, was it shit? No, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. I don't. I think it's the weakest of the. It's not as good as the films. Yeah, but it's still absolutely worth watching. So. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe he's been lost in time is what I understand from what I read somewhere. Oh, so he's around, but we don't know when. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So um, back to what you're thinking. So with those, they, those two live, and but the demons are still out there. So yeah, that's, apparently Lee Cronin has said he's got four ideas for sequels that could happen from here. <laughs> and he's saying, I'd love to do one of these every two, three years. I would too. I would not. If it's as good as this one, <laughs> then bring it on. Let's see more and more of it. I don't think we need 10 years between them to say that's what made this film good. Sure, sure. Well, I wish you all the best with those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if I Guest was... on that week for the countdown. That's we're still right. going. If I was a horror fan like Paul, or like not Paul, but just a horror fan, <laughs> I would give this film a 7 out of 10. I would give it 70. That's uh, right. uh, so. So I'm. But in going, terms of your actual enjoyment, what did you give it? Oh shit, it's two. <laughs> it's fucking two. I don't even want to be in this fucking Come place. On, there's some good performances... There's some good effects. You gotta give. You gotta score the film no, overall. Uh, if I give it, I'll give it. A, I'll give it like okay, fuck. All right, let's let's average the two out, and you say can... 35, 36. <sighs> I don't want to be that either because it didn't fail in what it tried to do. No. It I think succeeded. Just give it a fifty then. Yeah. Okay. Politically, I'll give it a fifty-five because it did. Right. It did better than. It's just not for me. That's all. So, Fair okay. enough. And I and, and I can't all knock right. that. If if this film passed, 
you know, there's the occasional exception to the rule. Like it part one, you loved the shit out of. Why did they love? But it was good. Well, you gave it a really high score. I did because top was, ten films of that yeah, year yeah. from from memory. And there's been a couple other exceptions over the course of, of the year. But I know this one's not going to be it because it is built on gore and discomfort and the like. Whereas that's my jam, baby. So yeah, I'm giving this one an eighty flat. Eighty. <laughs> yep. That's huge, bro. That there is huge. We are. It's my second favorite film of the year thus far, and I uh, can't see this one not making my top ten of the year. Yeah, I expect all of that. So, all right, That's fair enough. our review of Evil Dead Rise. Get out there and see it. if you're a horror film fan. Let us know what you thought. You can do so via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at thecountdownpc. Like and follow the show through Podbean where we host. And check out our webpage, fledgling though it may be, thecountdownpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. For sitting through this one. Well done, sir. We'll catch you uh, next time. See ya. Yep.